All right, welcome to Young Turks, Cenk Uyghur, Ben Banquets, classic old school on here a little bit late. So we've got fun topics for you guys, including are you crying? Is it okay to make your opponents cry? There's a lot of stories that go along with that, including me. What kind of opponents, like sporting? We're gonna get into it, we're gonna get into it, as Chris Cuomo would say. So- Does he still say that, you think? Uh, probably not. I've been on the, his show, his new show, a couple of times, and I haven't heard him say it. On uh, the News Nation show. On the News Nation show. No, actually, he used to say, "Let's get after it." Let's get after it. That's, That's what right. it was. Yeah. Not let's get into it. Um, There's no getting after it at News Nation. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, to each his own. Um, so. Let's get after. No, never mind. Just please watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so including me getting kicked out of a playoff game. So that's a fun story and a story that I don't think I've ever told you or told on air in 21 years. And that You've is a rare thing a, when I could find a story, and a good story that I haven't told of on a, air. Of a professional playoff game. You were yeah. kicked out as a fan. Yeah. Not like a high school playoff game that you were participating in. Or no, 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 professional playoff game uh, and I got kicked out. Yeah, I don't think anyone has a hard time believing that story. No, <laughs> yeah. no. At the surface, when you hear it, it like, hey, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we'll get into that in a second. So, um, of course, sponsored by ShopTYT.com. We have this awesome Supreme Court shirt, white collar criminals. Mm. You see uh, Kavanaugh with the beer. Okay, each one of them has some little extra thing, and they're all dressed up as priests and priestesses. It's a very bold decision of that T-shirt not to include Roberts. It's almost like it's a yeah. It's like almost begging Roberts to help. Okay, so yeah. I don't know yeah. who designed this shirt, yeah. um, and then once in a blue moon, I I designed the shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, although you know, I was going to joke around about it, God help us. But actually, the one that I designed is the best-selling one we ever had. Okay, which one is that? Uh, the "You're Fired" shirt mm -hmm. from uh, that with Uncle Sam pointing at little Donnie Trump, mm -hmm. telling him you're fired. Mm -hmm. But Carlos Godoy did a brilliant job of of drawing it, and and he had ideas on how to draw it. Made a giant difference. You can check that out at shoptyt.com as well. Anyways, um, uh, this one I don't know who designed it, but then when I first looked at, it, I was like, a, I like it. B, where's Roberts? <laughs> and C, interesting choice not to include Roberts. Okay, I'm not, I and I liked it because it was bold. It was bold. I don't, I don't mind it. That's right. It's just different. It's different. It's a different complaint with Roberts. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's true. I don't know that Roberts is one of the high priests. You know no, what I'm saying? No, he's not. I don't, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now that I got the plug out of the way, and I'll read your guys' comments in a little bit. Uh, here, let's see if there's any new members first. No, there isn't, so we can just move on. Uh, you could do it by hitting the join button below if you're watching on YouTube, if you're live. All right, if you're watching and listening to the podcast, of course, tyt.com slash join to become a member. By the way, that means you'll get the second episode of Old School tonight as well, if you're a member. Okay, so um, I hear my son, who's 12, playing video games with a, a friend of his, and, um, and they're obviously, it being the year 2023, they're not in the same room. He's, you know, an hour away in his house, etc. But they're on the phone or not on the phone, but whatever device they're using. They're online. They're online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although they might have technically been on the phone to talk. Anyways, so they're doing 12-year-old boy stuff, mm -hmm. right? And and I think Pro was saying, "I'm going to make you cry. I'm going to make you cry. There, you're crying. Mm -hmm. There, you're crying." Okay. <laughs> he was saying it or texting it. No, saying it. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought, I'm gonna make you cry, I'm just getting a little uncomfortable. Like, I know it's 12 year old boys and they're playing a video game and I know they're supposed to do it, but eh. But when he turned the corner and he said, there, you're crying. I was like, oh no, that's good. <laughs> um, Am I wrong? First. I mean, I, I couldn't take it. Uh. I'd, I'd, I'd put a stop to it. <laughs> Um, I'm probably you're the better man, and you are correct. I was uh, on my daughter's text chain, uh -huh. them using my phone briefly. I hope she never sees this. This will actually make her mad. Um, uh -huh. But it's okay. It was totally reasonable. Friends text chain, but you know they they their behavior on the text chains is incomprehensible, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what's up, peeps? <laughs> 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 Although, ironically, we just laugh like that. But right. yes, I know what you're saying. Well, what's happening? What do, what, do you, what do you mean? What are you hiring at? For the love of God, right? So you, as you understood. So, so at one point, there was some talk. And, 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 my, and my daughter, God bless her, was, was definitely on the side of the angels in the, hey, person X, stop talking that way to person Y. Mm -hmm. And I love that. But I really did. It was beautiful, right? I mean, she had some, you know, I'll make you cry. But it was all in response to, it was like to tell the other person who clearly stepped over some line, right? Mm -hmm. Then at one point, she said, sup, bruh. Your daughter did? Yeah. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, I'd rather that she was the bad kid. Okay. <laughs> then say sup, bruh. Then say sup, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old school Ben, yeah, I yeah, love I was, it. I was like, no, <laughs> painful. Just saw it once. Just saw it once, and I did in drive to school. I was like, I can't tell you what to say, but don't say, sup, bro. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. Uh, I have come to love the word, bro. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> but it started as an ironic love, mm -hmm. but then it kind of turned into a bit of a love affair that was real. And and got carried away. I could stand perhaps hearing it, mm -hmm. you know, seeing it typed. B R U H. B R U H. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now, like, let's make up a scenario. Me and my uh, parents are talking, uh, and my mom, God bless her heart, and I use her as an example because she would never be purposely mean in her life. Right. Right. Accidentally says something that's a bit of an insult, right? Mm -hmm. To me, let's say. And Pro won't say anything except he'll just be sitting there at the dinner table and he'll just go, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually really funny. Yeah, I get that. I, I, right? I, I, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so now I'm into it. And so anything, something happens, I'm like, bruh. Right, and and I started singing Christmas songs to it. Ba -ra 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 -ra. I'm not doing it right. Partly, it's a child doing it, and uh, and then you know, saying it is probably almost certainly different because I can see where we're just like hearing somebody say something, and then the other person going, "Bruh," like that yeah, has a, yeah. that's, that has an appeal to it. Uh, and if Josie said it to me, like if I did something dorky in the car or whatever, or forgot something for the third time, you know, whatever. But typing, and, and then I was debating. I go, is this? Am I being sexist? If I had a ten-year-old son, would I allow him to type sup, bruh? And I was like, mm, maybe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. interesting. That yeah. took another turn. Right. I thought I'm you were going to say no. You wouldn't like it then either. I don't think so. But I concede. 
sexism may be at play. Yeah, but I will tell you, uh, on the very rare occasion that Joy says it, it's even funnier. Yeah. Okay. So then we're watching the NBA, and now that I think it's Kevin Harlan, but I'm not positive. There is one of the announcers says comical things all the time. Since you were watching the NBA playoffs, you might know who it is better than I do. Well, Kevin Harlan just on his one of the great play-by-play announcers to ever mic up. Doesn't mean he hasn't said strange, funny things, no, but no. he's gifted. Football and basketball. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to say Kevin Harlan, I think might be the best of all time, or if I'm going to say no, he's clearly the best of all time. He's he's in the whatever the top tier is. He's the he's boat. definitely the top. He's tier. the boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Ben's got a new acronym. Oh no, no, you guys don't get. Look, we got a sorry goat, <laughs> but your reign is over. Now, goat is retired. Boat is the boat, okay? So Ben came up with this over the weekend, best of all time, right. boat. And I, and as I thought it, I, first of all, I, I'm sure other people have thought of it, but I, but I definitely have not ever seen it. And I, but I, I, I was curious how goat won, how goat beat boat back in the day. Whenever yeah, this started. I don't think, right. you know what? Hmm? Now you would think that they would think of boat because For boat's sure. so obvious. It's so right? obvious, right, yeah. But, but I don't think they did. <laughs> Or it was like one of those VHS eight track situations. I knew this was going to turn. I know. I knew that boat would be an old school. Of course, of course. Like the only question now is boat whether boat's going to be the boat. That's right. Is boat the goat? Yeah. Or is goat the boat? No, well, we'll find out. All right. Anyway, so wait. Between the boat and the goat, I would not do it on a boat. <laughs> no, oh, oh. so it might have been one of those situations, you know how we uh, read all the way back in the day that I forget what the competitor VHS was, but it was better. Beta. 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 Oh yeah, beta, right? But it was a beta, and so VHS alphaed mm -hmm. it right. and took over even though it was worse technology. But that's they right. had established market position, etc. And that's obviously what goat did to boat. I see. Like right, if right. anyone did think of boat, and somebody must have thought about of right, course, right, it's right there. It had right, it. It, right. it had a. Its maiden voyage was was very similar to the Titanic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> a, it was a rocky debut. It's a little like uh, a little like we were debating this. Uh, I think that on a text chain that you're on, maybe not because there's seven thousand text chains. Uh, but um, uh, the you know we've talked about the marketing of food products related mm -hmm. to animals, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and like, how did the pork belly people oh, allow yeah. pork belly to go to market? Right? Yeah. Like, did they not call the bacon guys? I mean, the bacon guys are the boat, right? In terms of branding, in terms yeah. of branding, right? Yeah, I mean, like bacon is an excellent name. Pork belly, horrible. I'm not eating. I don't eat it. I don't eat it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I've always thought about that, and I am on that text chain, and I almost replied with this. Uh, the tongue people, big tongue got it all wrong. Big tongue was a catastrophe for yeah. big tongue. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, it is actually a tongue. And yeah. you could almost see the tongue. No, when you but see that's tongue, why you, you see have it. to name it something else. When you see it in the butcher shop, I mean, there's no mistaking. What no, that once is. you call it tongue and I see the tongue, there's a 0% chance I'm going to uh -huh. eat it. That's right. You yeah. have to try to trick me. Yeah. Call it something appealing. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, right uh, Lintuck. I don't know, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, go with the, you know, find an O N, right? You know. Yeah, you know what? There's. Um, that's funny you say that. 
Because here's the one, the word I was gonna use. Well, it's bacon, yeah, yeah. Oh, because of the bacon yeah. that we thought of, as, I guess, at the same time. I was gonna say, even though this is a restaurant here in LA, mm -hmm. Truxton. Truxton, sure. I was, okay. gonna say, I was gonna say, but the thing that came to my mind, uh, Stanton. It's amazing how similar we think. Okay, I'll, I'll eat Stanton. Like, oh, you got a slab of Truxton? Oh, can you yeah, make, can I'll you try make it? it? I'll take my Truxton crispy. Yeah, crisp. Sorry, father. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, crisp Truxton sounds really crisp good. Crisp Truxton sounds delicious, right? Would you like a tongue? No, I would no, not. No, I would not. No, I would no not. way. I don't want it. No, keep yeah. the tongue. No yeah. interest at all. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I think look, they've managed to do well in spite of it. But I mean, it's my and I've eaten them. But it's one. It's a problem I have with ribs. I mean, because no, not only are ribs ribs, ribs are ribs. Like I mean, they're ribs. There's you have in your hand. You're like, what part of the body? Oh, it's a rib. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it really is what it appears to be. See, yeah. I, I get around that by going over the top. Okay, I I enjoy eating the ribs because it makes me feel more like an animal. I got you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, oh almost, yeah, what are you gonna do? Oh yeah, ribs. That's I ate your ass. <laughs> that does not sound as good. That does not. We need we need a rebrand. We need a rebrand on that. Okay, but you know, I told you the story. There's some guy who thinks he's gonna. Make fun of me. He sees me in the street in, in New Orleans, and I had debated Ben Shapiro a little while uh, ago. Oh, he'd been there, and, and I don't know. He must have seen it online, yeah. or he was there. Who knows? But he, he comes up to me at first. They always say like something slightly nice, but I could always tell when it's a right winger because mm -hmm. they have that devilish look in their eye. Like <laughs> I'm gonna hit it with a line in a second, right? And he's like, "Hey, you're a Jack from the Young Turks." I'm like, "Okay, just spit it out." Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay, let's use go. your trucks. Then let's, let's go move trucks, on. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And she and he's like, I saw that debate with Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro ate your ass. I was like, I don't <laughs> think that yeah. that means what you think it means. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not really what Ben. It's not the compliment Ben, ben Shapiro is looking for. No. Yeah. No, it isn't. Anyways, so goat must have established market dominance and pushed boat out mm -hmm. and then the ship sailed on boat mm -hmm. although but now we're bringing the ship back <laughs> okay because here's the problem with goat it's not just that boat is fantastic <laughs> it's that goat has always had an intrinsic problem cuz goat is also the scapegoat the guy mm -hmm. who's the bat, like the one who screwed it up and sometimes goat doesn't even mean scapegoat it means the guy who actually screwed it up right yeah. there's goat there's scapegoat and now there's the bigger goat no that's way too confusing here's what you do. we got to go back to we got to go to boat and if you're tom brady and 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 you've had this great career and you want to be considered the finest who ever did it like you don't be like oh, I got everything I got everything I could possibly want. I'm gonna go out get myself a goat. <laughs> like yeah, you know, yeah. But a boat is the kind of thing the boat would treat themselves to. Oh my right god! Up, if right? Tom Brady had a boat named the boat, <laughs> what are we doing? But if but if he has a goat named the goat, that's no, weird. No, that's, <laughs> that's a little funny, but it's weird. Yeah. Actually, it's funnier, but still, still, there's not much you can do with the goat. No, I think because no one else knows what boat is. I think if Tom Brady, because no one would know, they'd be like, "Why is your boat called the boat?" And he's like, "I don't know, no reason, <laughs> no reason." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, if, but I thought you were going in this direction. If you're Tom Brady and you nailed it and you're the best of all time, and people start calling you the goat, and you're like, "Wait." That's that's a compliment, right? We're sure it's yeah, a compliment. Yeah. Um, but but now as we're talking this through, we do have an uphill climb. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's because it's, goat really has established oh no, the market it's entrenched. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And so as I as I try to as we try to will boat into existence, it's it's going to be tough sledding. It's going to be a long hard slog, as yeah, Rumsfeld yeah. would have said in the back. Yeah, I mean, goat isn't yet bacon, but it's it's up there. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. because people want to be goat. There's chains with goat. Yeah, right, totally. And I mean, I already said it, but and I don't mean to be to joke it to the ground, but it really. The ship might have sailed on <laughs> on boat, and so I. But I hope not. I hope not. And so I love it. You want okay. to go, but but where's goat? The, the horse is out of the barn. So back to crying. So oh, Kevin Harlan being the boat. Um, look, you. Let's just real quick for one second. I don't want to belabor a sports thing, but like. Best play-by-play announcers, Pat Summerall, before he got dementia, only because he was a legend, but not because he was actually really great. Right? Pat Summerall was, you know, when he was with Tom Brookshire, it was good. But I mean, part of that was we were kids, and and what their voices and their presence, and he was very good. But they were, they were, that signified this game matters, right? Yeah, sent us a message. Um, And then what made him really the boat, if he was, was Baden. Yeah, right, because so, he was part of he was Scotty Pippen. That's yeah, he why. played a yeah yeah, and he might not even have been Scotty Pippen. I mean, he might have been he might have been Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. like he might have been you know. Which again, Phil Jackson, good, but I mean, I don't. I think that 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 uh, uh, like who was that uh, horrible? I can't think of one terrible Wizards coach. I'm trying to Kevin Lockery. Right, who was an unsuccessful, by and large, NBA head coach, but circumstances might have been the reason for that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you gave Kevin Lockery, you know, uh, uh, years of Scotty and Michael and and everybody else on that team, and you know, Rodman, even Bill Cartwright, and shooters like Steve Kerr, and then and then later gave him Kobe and Shaq. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't win eight championships, but he doesn't win two. You know, I mean, yeah. like he wins a bunch of championships. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, I'm going to divert one more time. Uh, is there any name? I already know the answer. That's all put in the form of a statement. There is no human name more associated with a number than Scottie Pippen. If you want to say somebody's the number two on a team, oh, I thought you, you were say like, Scottie Pippen. I was like Scottie Pippen was what I think number thirty three, but I don't. Right, <laughs> right. right. Like, but I don't think that's. As, I don't think people know that the way you think people know. <laughs> no, that's right. You know, no. I'm not even sure I have it. Yeah, no, uh, like even like he is so entrenched as the prototypical example of the number two on a team mm-hmm. that. In Austin Powers, when they're when he's saying, "Who does number two work for?" I thought Scotty Pippen and the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? And obviously, I love Bruce Springsteen, and I love Stephen Van Zandt, who was a great, great, great top tier band leader of his own in his own band, The Disciples of Soul, and a producer and everything. But, but you know, what he's most famous for is being Bruce's number two, right? Which he's great at. And then there's that moment in The Sopranos. When Tony's been shot and is in the hospital, and and uh, Silvio is leading the family, but he's not really into making big decisions. Oh yeah, I and love that. I remember I one time that. he's in the bathroom reading the paper for like forty-one minutes, right? Because yeah, yeah, he just yeah. doesn't want to come out and deal with any of the things that he knows he has to deal with. And and at one point, his wife, who's Maureen Van Zandt, who is his actual wife, but she played him on the show, uh, played his wife on the show, and she's like, you know what? He was like, you know, I mean, I'm truncating it, but he's like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not the guy in front. Maybe I'm the number two. 
Right? Yeah. It was yeah. this nice little subtle Springsteen reference no, no, buried in that. No, no, some people are built to be number two. Right. And, it's and not, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, I, I don't even think you're selling it enough. It's not, not even there's, there's nothing wrong with it. There is, it happens, first of all, it happens in business all the time. Yeah. All over the business world, there is a right hand person to the CEO. And their job is not to be out of the limelight. Their job is to create a scenario for a person at the top who is magical in some way, right? And to enable them, if I mean, if it's working right and it's not sinister, right? To to be able to there to let that magic flow and create the great work, art, business that they do, and that's their job. And that is a unbelievably valuable job and it's an unbelievably amazing. valuable resource for that person to have. And that should be person should be compensated and lauded for that job. And the ones who know it, the ones who are like, no, no, I don't need to run the company. I'm I'm the number two at this and I'm great at it. And this has all the success in the world. Right. It's amazing how similar we think. Because you said valuable, just as I was gonna say, um, there's great valor in being number oh, two. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. And so, and I I think number two in a lot of ways is better than number one. That's a hilarious thing to say because it's kind of empirical. Uh, the number one is above number two, but are they right? So, like, I thought of another prototypical number two, and then I thought of one once you mentioned business, uh, the way you go. Wait, no, some people like the number two better than the number one. Uh, Spock. That's right. right. That's right. I mean, you, Spock. It, would would anybody say to Spock, um, "I can't believe that you don't want your own command." Uh-huh. And he's like, "I have my own command. I work with the. Uh, I work with Bill. Sh- I, I work. I work yeah, with. Jay, I work with Jim. James T. Right. James T. Kirk. <laughs> right. I work with JT. And I um, and and like he doesn't make literally any important decision without me. If I'm yeah, the that's right. None. Not one. Uh, I influence him. All the time, and together we're great. I give him a sounding board for these ideas. He's got he's a little more magnetic in the room than me, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. right? I don't want to. I don't want to. And I got to cut up. Then I got to find a guy to be my number two. And what if I don't get it? No. Yeah. Well, why? So, why are we? Why is there's nothing? But but in this system, this world that we have, like I can't believe that guy just you know all his life playing second fiddle to some guy at some company, right? Yeah. And then no. You don't have to run your own company. No, no. Yeah. So I would tell a past and future Spock, don't leave, okay? Because people always come to the Spocks of the world and go, oh, you should be number one. Oh, what does James C. Kirk have that you don't have? Well, that guy, why is he the leader and you're not the leader, right? That happens all the time in the real world, okay? And depending on the situation, politics, business, etc., right? I hope it doesn't happen in your random picnics, right? But I'm saying in like places where power matters, etc. Yeah, right, yeah. And and that is not the correct answer. If you have a great team, keep the team together. Okay? That's right. That's right. Keep the because team. the one and two together are better than two them being two number ones. Look, right? there's a host of reasons why Bill Belichick has not succeeded since Tom Brady. First and foremost, Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the constantly changing number two is a problem, mm-hmm. right? Like it's hard, it's hard, and then some years he doesn't quite quite have it. I mean, I, and I don't really know any of this, and I don't like Bill Belichick, but I I sense uh, a frustration with the lack of continuity. Now, of course, there was previous lack of continuity too, so none of that might hold up. But you had Tom Brady, the boat.
Yeah, and and so um, a lot of times the number two is cooler. Here's another example: uh, in Tombstone, Doc Holliday is cooler. Than wider. What is Doc Holliday going to lead his own? For, it would be nice if we could come up with one that isn't fictional. But what is it we going to? I mean, because Doc Holliday was not fictional, but Doc Holliday in Tombstone was fictional. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what are we going to? Uh, you know, uh, was Doc Holliday going to lead his own gang? No, no. They, no, no. You got to stay with Wyatt, no. so you're legendary. That's right? right. Yeah. And I mean, but Doc would also not be served unless he had Doc with him. And Doc That's right. Why couldn't win all those gunfights without Doc Holliday, right? But Doc Holliday couldn't lead without Wyatt. That's right. Yeah, right, so and that's why if you've got good chemistry, stick together. And if okay. you're the number one, like obviously you make that person, you know, you have to make them feel you, valuable you, because right, they to, are valuable. You owe it to them. There are times you, in watching Succession, and it's not consistent. And and Brian Cox as Logan Roy, you know, was a deranged. Uh, 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 psychopath in many ways, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, great actor, um, great, great actor. But the, uh, um, but sometimes I felt that way about Frank. Like when things were good, and, it, and even I'm a little behind, but whatever. But even after he, after the thing that happened in this season, mm -hmm. Frank was not looking to. He wasn't really looking to take charge himself. He was letting these other people. He was like, that's not really my job, right? I'm a, I am. Critical support staff, which is why even when I've been fired, I come I back. I come back. I'm never fired. Yeah. No, no, Frank is a great example yeah. in that show. All right, so now we're doing a quick um, uh, playoffs on who's the best number two of all time. Mm. Uh, Scotty Pippen, Spock. Uh, and now there's so many others. And three doesn't make sense, but I'm just gonna stick with the ones I had on my list. You could put in Doc Holliday to make it four if you like. Sure. But the other guy that I had when you mentioned business was Charlie Munger. I don't know who that is. Okay, so it's Warren Buffett's mm. number two. Yeah, definitely. He wins. <laughs> okay, like if he's yeah. been there a long time, he wins. Yeah, hey yeah. Guys, yeah. Hey I want to go run my own fund. Don't. Yeah. Uh, don't, what do I need to do so that you don't do that? Are you afraid of competing with me? No, no, you're missing the point. We're it. We're it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I make uh, $98 million a year. How about I pay you $80 million? Is that yeah. okay? Screw it. Let's meet in the middle. We'll each get $89 million. <laughs> like, it makes no difference to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, it, to, and it, from the outside, it certainly appears that it does not make any difference to Warren Buffett. And he probably did do something like something that. Something like that, right. And, 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 they, and he was right. And Charlie Munger was right to stay. I think they're at half of a trillion dollars now or something for the Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. I'm not doing a value judgment on Berkshire Hathaway. I'm just saying in that realm, they clearly won in Sometimes the metric the number one, especially I'm sure artistically, can have such big personalities that they just inevitably overshadow the other person in a way that doesn't work long term for the other person, which is always sort of too bad. Because you have to, both sides have to work to understand it. I suspect the number two has to be like, no, this is okay. He needs a, he's gonna go out and get a standing ovation tonight. And that's that's good. I like it. He needs one, and I don't need it. But I do need him afterwards to not just tell me, right? I just need to know that every single time he's got an important decision to make, we're talking it out. Mm -hmm. And he's taken my. And if they've succeeded, yeah. then obviously that person has. Yeah, for sure. I have a dramatic number two in a second, but Bart. Hey, guys, how can you not forget Dean Martin? He's a great number two to the Rad Pack. Dean Martin's a great, great number two. Dino. Right. Yeah, but but Dean had it's tough in art because inevitably the number twos are given 
take are given have their own platform to shine. I mean, we started this with the conversation about Stephen Van Zandt, who has a zillion platforms on his own where he shines. Dean Martin, I mean, he was the number two to the Rat Pack. He was the number two, in a sense, to Jerry Lewis, which eventually he couldn't take. Not because you mean he, Frank Sinatra? No, Dean Martin was number two to Jerry Lewis, also. Also, uh, and right. the Martin and Lewis pairings and all their films and on stage because Lewis became the slightly I like bigger how I star. Tried to correct you on all classic <laughs> movies. That was hilarious. Um, but it was <laughs> live on stage too. But but Lewis, you know, was clearly didn't do the part that we maintain. Like Lewis didn't get because he became a bigger star. I, I find it's unclear why the part the Dean Martin part of their relationship was the tougher part, right? Mm-hmm. The straight man, and he was so funny, Dean Martin. But Lewis was. Like, yeah! Right, you know, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus, enough <laughs> with that. Um, so, uh, uh, but but uh, Jerry did not cherish Dean. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the, but yeah, but it's a. But by the way, in art, it's an excellent, excellent example. Here's Good another job. one, but this one doesn't is not really a number two because it's a one B. Paul McCartney, like John mm, Lennon think, was the one. I think McCartney was the two, but then they were really one A and one B. I think they were one A and one B, and I'm yeah. pretty sure McCartney would be like, I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why it doesn't work because you know what? I withdraw. In fact, I'm positive they're one A and one B because if you told McCartney he's the number two, he wouldn't accept it, and the number two should yeah, be proud to be number has two. Has to accept it unless they yeah or they trade off. But that was that was too that was too tricky. I mean, they wrote all those songs together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, and um, all right. So here's my last controversial, uh, not controversial, interesting number two. Herman Mankiewicz. Well, no, that was uh, no because it was too complicated, and and Herman was number one, and then got supplanted from drinking and uh, and was very resentful. But Joe was unbelievably resentful of Herman, even when Herman was came out and Herman was lauded. No, no, I mean with Orson Welles. Oh, well, no, that was too brief a partnership. Too brief, too brief too a brief. partnership. Yeah. And obviously it, it, it had and Wells, massive issues. And Wells definitely did not nurture. No, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah, didn't. Yeah. no he didn't, he, but it makes for an interesting number. Sure, two. sure, sure, yeah, that's right. right. But Wells also, and one of the quick things about Citizen Kane is that in the among the many problems with uh, with endless arguments about who wrote the screenplay, which my grandfather wrote, um, but is that, <laughs> I think it's settled now, isn't it? No, that, that no, 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 no. There's no. Once Netflix made the movie Mank, it was settled. <laughs> uh, uh, and Orson Welles' contributions to the screenplay were significant, no question, right? Uh, contrary to my father's, not one word, right? Um, mm-hmm. But. But and it was caused by Wells's desire to take credit, which yeah, my grandfather signed a contract and let him take credit, but then he realized how good it was, and he was like, "I want credit for this thing. Yeah, right? yeah. I'll give you the money back. I don't care." Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so, but Wells partnered with my grandfather on the screenplay, and then uh, with the great cinematographer Greg Tolan on shooting the picture, with Robert Wise on editing, with all these different, in addition to the cast. So like, he, and John Houseman on producing. So like. He had number twos in all these different departments, mm, mm. and then pretty much all of them hated him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, that's a problematic <laughs> number one. Kyle C H says another one that I even uh, though by the way I love Wells. Like Wells would have been the most greatest fun guy to be friends with. Yeah, until yeah. he screwed you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. I'm not sure collaborating was the way to go. But to like hang out with him, to be buddies, to like watch a game, to tell stories, the best. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So Kyle wrote in uh, William T. Riker, aka Number One, Second in Command. I thought of the same thing, 
and I thought it's, and that's how I got the spot because I thought of number one first. But I partly didn't say it because Ben doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, and some others might not. It's Star Trek: The Next Generation, oh, uh, and ironically, they're Riker's two, that guy, that dark-haired dude with the, with goatee. the beard, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. and he's uh, taller, or maybe he doesn't have a goatee, but he's got a dark beard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. And ironically, the number two is he was called, Picard's. He was called number one. Right, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's the captain's number one. Yeah. Right. right, every good captain needs a number one uh, who's willing to just, you know, doesn't have to. Have That's to. what it is. See, I think Star Trek The Next Generation, I always thought was the best TV show ever until I started wavering because of Seinfeld and then Game of then Sopranos, Sopranos then Wire, and then Game of Thrones. And so now it's still top 10. But it's, anyway, the reason I say all that is because it, not on top of having really smart dialogue, it had these great characters where Riker's a great number two. And they and I like the invention that they had, which was which I think everyone should adopt, calling the number two the number one. Yeah, sure. Right? There's the captain and then there's number one. That makes both seem badass. It does, right. It makes them not because number two, you're always like, well, yeah, I'm I'm two. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's why it's why like yeah, it's like it's that's it's good for the like the, the that the president that you know when it works well with the chief of staff that it's chief of staff like mm-hmm. you're a, you're a number one in your own way like the chief of staff needs a number two. Oh, chief of staff yeah, needs yeah, a number yeah, two in a big way. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the last super last thing on number two uh, is that like in politics, I would love to be a number two. You know, I, I don't want to be a number one. Yeah, you know who had the worst uh, number twos? Uh, Dick Cheney. That's right. Yeah, like Doug Fife and who was the other? Uh, uh, who was the Doug Fife was like number three. Uh-huh. Unless he was was he Rumsfeld or Cheney? No, because I think Rumsfeld is who I'm thinking of in this case because in the W. Bush administration. Like Rumsfeld, and then those all the all those neocons who were arguing for war. But there was the so he so it was like this so. So obviously Bush is president, Cheney's vice president, then Rumsfeld's defense secretary, then Wolfowitz was Wolfowitz, the number two. And Wolfowitz, Wolfowitz and Fife, those right. were not good two and threes. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I mean yeah. they were spectacular if you wanted to start a, a crazy war that made totally. no sense, That's right? right? Yeah. yeah, but they were like they're like the most disgusting people. Anyway, but to Edwin's point, a terrible number two. Supplants the number one in some. Oh, so Cheney evil. was a terrible number two just for yeah. himself. Totally, yeah, that's yeah, a great point. Yeah. I think that's where that. I don't know if that's what you meant, but that's what I took from it. That uh, because you don't want a number two who's like, Meh, I want to be number one. I'm going to trick the number one into thinking that he's number one when I'm number one. You don't want that guy. You want the you want Spock who goes, look, I told you the logical thing, but do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to work out. Super last thing on Kevin Harlan. Um, Al Michaels. That's that's where they start. Right. Al Michaels is arguably the boat, even though Harlan is more exciting and interesting. But you know what, Kevin Harlan? Congratulations. You're Doc Holliday. Okay. (laughs) You're you're number two, hence number one. (laughs) That's not what it is. That's just a ranking. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Anyways, so Kevin Harlan is good. He's unbelievably descriptive on the radio. In a short amount of time, you can't quite believe all the information he gave you pre-snap and on a play that you know drop back 1.1 seconds, ball out, catch, four yards, tackle. Whole thing takes three seconds. And yeah. he has told you 
who made the tackle, where on the field, in or outside, the hash marks, right? Clock mm -hmm. running, time left, down in distance, who made the, it's unreal. And he never stutters, never anything. I mean, he's always like Manning, arm stretched out, chin strap, dangling down, barely dangling down above the number 10. Flexes once, flexes knee, here's the stat, back, you're like, what the fuck, this is vivid. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And, and when he gets colorful, I love it so much. When The one I still remember from like decades ago is when Eddie Jones was on the Lakers. And it's a critical play at the end of the near the end of the fourth quarter, and uh, and it, or there's two different ones, both involving Eddie Jones. One was he hits the shot. And that's the first time I'd ever heard it. Now I've heard it a hundred times, but uh, he hits the critical shot. Game's not over, but it was absolutely critical. And he goes dagger. No, right. Well, that's, that's a piece. So that's now good. that's a classic, right? right? But I remember the first time I heard it, it was, and he said, Eddie Jones. Dagger, yeah, and I was like, "Oh my God, that—that's what it is. That was a dagger play. That's—I love this guy, right?" And uh, although, by the way, Eddie Jones was a great number four. <laughs> uh, Kevin Harlan, I had it on my phone. I don't have it anymore. I had it on the old phone. Kevin Harlan doing the when the remember the Niners and Rams played on opening night. It might—it was an early game because Jeff Fisher was still coaching the Rams at this stadium, like the new LA Rams, not at the stadium, I think at the Coliseum. I don't really remember though. But it was an early Rams game in LA and it was like Monday night football or Thursday night football or something. They played the Niners. I think they lost nine nothing or 16 nothing. It was the worst game ever. And a guy jumped out on the field and ran, which of course TV doesn't show. But Kevin Harlan did the play-by-play. -play. Oh, that's you know? hilarious. And there's a maniac on the field. He's at the 10. He's at the 20. He's at the 30. Here come the guards. He cuts left. He cuts right. He's to the 50. He, they're not going to catch him. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so you do, good. Was, you do a good Kevin Harlan. Oh, I do a great. I do it. We've given time and, and on no pressure. I can do a really good Kevin Harlan. Yeah. yeah. So uh, another one with Eddie Jones was Eddie Jones comes for a monster dunk. And he goes, Eddie Jones, buckle up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and I just realized as I was saying it, that's where I got buckle up. Oh, race for impact from Kevin Harlan. From Kevin Harlan, yeah, he's a, he's given us a great deal. He's yeah. very very good at his job. American hero. Okay, now back to how we started. I don't know if it's Kevin Harlan or another announcer, but he's doing these hilarious things, and I should know, but usually the volume's really low for some reason. Um, so he's <laughs> he's saying things like, oh. Some guy did a massive dunk the other day, and he's like, "I'm gonna hide Jason Tatum." Uh, shoot, name someone on the Knicks. That's the one series I'm not watching. Mitchell Robinson. Oh, wait, that doesn't make any sense. They're not even playing one another. The Sixers. Oh, James Harden. Okay, Jason Tatum hurts James Harden's feelings. <laughs> That's good. Okay. That's good. I know that they have. Uh, they have uh, Brian Anderson is doing these games. Brian Anderson also terrific. Maybe it's yeah. Brian Anderson, but I, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were doing a great job watching one with my son. Okay, uh, so uh, I now I'm going to get to the story about me in the playoffs. But my iPad's about to run out of battery, so I'm going to read a whole bunch of quotes, uh, comments from you guys real quick, and then I'll get to how I got kicked out. It involves also involves crying. Okay, uh, Boomerang, uh, Boomer Dragon Cat said, as a child, I loved. Brown Schweiger sandwiches. Then one day my mom told me what it was made with and I never touched it again. But you know what? It sounds awful because it's the ugly German word. Sorry, Germans, love you, but still, not really. But you know what I'm saying. You guys are all right now. Anyway, 
But your language, like Arabic, don't get me wrong, I'm not Arab, but still. Anyway, Braunschweiger, do you know what it is? No, what is it? No, I have no idea, okay? If anybody would know, it would be Edwin. But okay, somebody write in with a Braunschweiger, okay? This thing is really running SCH? SCH, yeah. The ultra humanite says, no school like the old school, hell yeah. Kane Monster says, hey, Bart, can you drop the playlist, please? Play, Pale Blue Dot says, if your opponents don't cry, at least metaphorically, then you aren't winning. Okay, that's interesting, kind of like it. Uh, and uh, Green New Dealer Dragon says on Twitch, hi, fam, classic old school, I see, late start. Uh, true, I, Occam's Taser uh, writes in, something like that. Anything Jake hasn't been kicked out of, uh, maybe Ben will kick him out of the studio tonight. Uh, we'll see, hold. Uh, the OG Mountain Dragon says, story time, my favorite and a new one too. Best night of the week. And mm. uh, so we're gonna get to that in a second. And Bread Into Toast says, I'll be your Huckleberry. Exactly, I love that line from Doc Holliday and Tombstone. Look at Josh allegedly, gift, allegedly gifting five Young Turks memberships while we're live on YouTube. We appreciate it. And Christopher Bean, thanks for being a member. Wow, lots of comments here, wow. Okay, I'm gonna do one here because they paid Branch so much. Wire. Is a pork liver sausage. What I mean, whatever sausage is a problem. They just they just but they're now you know the body part from where it comes. But all sausage is a body part. Um, and you don't uh, want to know how any sausage is made. Right. I mean, there's a whole saying, obviously, uh, right? But and but it sounds liver, like pork liver sounds disgusting. And, and Braunschweiger sounds like it uh, is uh, um, spreadable. Kind of sausage, like ultimately, like liverwurst. In fact, there's a thing here. Like, is it? Oh, yeah, Braunschweiger versus liverwurst. And liverwurst, which has a terrible name, also. I mean, liver and worst together. I mean, I mean how do you? <laughs> you literally can't make it any worse. You cannot. Make you know it. what? Braunschweiger is unbelievably the number two to liverwurst. <laughs> totally. I would. I would sooner eat Braunschweiger, especially after you see it, and it's not brown. It's brown, yeah. right? You know that yeah. helps. Uh, and then. Because uh, you said it, and I was like, Braunschweiger. I thought it was like two words, Braunschweiger. And I'm like, yeah. that is a no pass. The Germans have a Hard lot of pass. issues with uh, two-word uh, foods, like Wiener Schnitzel. But spreadable, like liverwurst, um, like once you get past it, like it's delicious. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's good, but you're afraid to eat it. I'm still afraid to eat it. I still Which one? Liverwurst. I mean, I, I oh, have no, Braunschweiger. I, but, I don't think I've ever had liverwurst on name alone. Yeah, right. But I made that mistake with charcuterie, but recovered in enough time. <laughs> uh, but uh, but Michael and I, maybe you'll be surprised, went to a deli last month and split a liverwurst sandwich. And it was quite good. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it does involve the liver. Yeah, it's a spreadable sausage. That's yeah, it. I'm, I'm not a big fan of liver. No, um, no, no but I, neither am I. It doesn't taste anything like it. It tastes like spreadable sausage, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Okay, now, you're, now we're back in the yeah. conversation. Yeah. All right, Justin Fernandez wrote in, Jenkin Ben always loved the food discussions on Old School. After hearing about the apple pan several times on the show, finally had a chance to try it out on a trip to LA. Can conclude LA has to be America's burger city, must be the lettuce. Yeah. No, LA's. Indisputably, the burger city of LA, yeah, the oh, burger capital, America. burger capital of America, oh, and, and of and, the world, and therefore of the world, since we are, yeah. But they try, man. We were in uh, Holland, right, and and London too, and 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 Amsterdam and London, and I mean, they're trying so hard these places, mm -hmm. you know, to 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 be to create an American burger joint, uh, and they can't do it. They can't do it. They try, and I appreciate the effort.
Yeah, and and if when you're trying to copy a burger and you're in Holland and you you might think that you're trying to copy McDonald's or some other iconic brand that you've heard in America, but you're not. You're trying to copy Apple Pan or Pie and Burger. Okay, hmm. so those are two like super old school burger places in LA that are fantastic, as good as it gets, and and and. By the way, in that same era is where McDonald's comes from. That's right, yeah. Except that Ray Kroc happened to walk into a McDonald's instead of Apple Pan. If he had walked into the Apple Pan instead, right now, McDonald's. we might all be eating at Apple Pan. Right, or they'd be called, he'd still have called it McDonald's. Oh, no, I guess that's not his no, brand, that was right? the, that the, was the name. name, right. So the, uh, by the way, you know where you can get a great burger also if you're at a higher end restaurant? And when I say higher end restaurant, no one will think this is higher end except you. Uh, mm -hmm. Cheesecake Factory. The burgers mm -hmm. at Cheesecake Factory. In a not surprising development, outstanding. Because Cheesecake Factory, sorry, but it's outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. No. Um, I just, I was trying to find the number two to Cheesecake Factory. Because Cheesecake Factory is clearly James D. Kirk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know, I don't think any of the things that you would think in the same, mm -hmm. the restaurants in the same vein uh, come close. You know, like uh, what am I thinking of? Why can't I? You know, like like I, there's the, the ones, ones that suck. There's Applebee's, Applebee's there's Ruby right. Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Those are no good. But you know, okay, it could be a number two to uh, a really solid number two. Although they just kind of disappeared. Mm -hmm. Is TGI Fridays? Well, there's still like this one in the airport. I've seen. Yeah, some, yeah. Seen so some, yeah. they they got TGI great Fridays things. definitely better than Applebee's. No question. Yeah, TGI Fridays would have been a good number two to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, but I think it's a number three. Like Cheesecake Factory, yeah, it's so. so what good. do you? How yeah. about Chili's? Okay, I, I put it up with TGF Fridays, like solid. I don't. I mean, like, you have to be driving across America and you're starving, and there's nothing else there, and then you see an Applebee's. And, no, yeah. I got no interest in Applebee's. I yeah. won't eat. I, I mean, you have to be like, all right, well, I guess I'm gonna have to eat an Applebee's. Yeah. There's no bigger difference between the commercials and the actual product than Applebee's, because the commercials, <laughs> I always think, well, maybe they figured it out. Right, no, they no, didn't they figure it out. And yeah. you can't, you almost can't screw up American food because it's yeah, right, so simple, yeah, right? Yeah, right, straightforward, etc. Right, Chili's, TGI Fridays, they all do it fine. Uh, and I would actually argue pretty good. Uh, Cheesecake Factory does it great. Uh, Cheesecake Factory, though, much more expensive and much more serious a restaurant than those places. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, but. Uh, but no, somehow Ruby Tuesday and Applebee's figured out a way to I don't hate they, they were trying to do the tradition, the very, very fine tradition of Bennigan's. Bennigan's, which was an excellent American chain. It's a bit of a tragedy that we've lost Bennigan's. Yeah, Bennigan's yeah, is yeah, no longer with us, right? Bennigan's, the only first place I had that did mozzarella sticks and gave you not only the marinara sauce, but gave you a horseradish cream sauce. Oh, come a, on. With a mozzarella stick. Come oh, on. The best. The okay. best. Yeah. Look, horseradish cream sauce. Super underrated. Is not only a great number two to marinara, <laughs> but it might secretly be number one. It's kind of the Dick Cheney of sauces, <laughs> where it can kind of supplant marinara without marinara catching wise until the sixth year of his term. <laughs> Anyways, now whenever I think of an old chain that has died, whether it's you know a retail like Sears or Kmart or something. Uh, or Bennigan's, I always think, oh, private equity must have killed it. Oh, right, right, right. right yeah, because right. They, none of those chains actually died of their own accord. Right, they didn't die because nobody went. Yeah, right. some private equity douchebag bought it, 
sucked the money out of it and then dumped it in a, a dumpster, right? That's right, yeah. And so so I don't know if that's what happened to Bennigan's, but it's, and Bennigan's kind of went broke in a different era, so maybe they- Bennigan's kind of went broke in the Houlihan's era. Houlihan's, I, I also enjoyed very much. I enjoyed Houlihan's, yeah. Bennigan's was better, but does Fuddruckers still live? I think Fuddruckers, I think there's one here in LA. I think yeah, Fuddruckers is still around. Yeah, and but Fuddruckers is not a real restaurant. And, and it's just no. great, it's just great to say, yeah, it's it is. That's a fun name. I don't yeah. have the same vitriol toward Ruby Tuesdays that you do, although I've like because my first experience at Ruby Tuesdays was excellent, but I, I have not been able to replicate it. Oh, by the way, an enormous disparity, and don't let uh, a Ruby Tuesdays fool you between Ruby Tuesdays and Ruby's Diner. Oh, Ruby's yeah. Diner is a different chain, different chain, and a perfectly good chain with excellent shakes. Okay, <laughs> so check out a Ruby's Diner. Uh, and don't fall for Ruby Tuesday's propaganda, okay? <laughs> so anyways, uh, let alone, by the way, LA in and out of course, legendary. Yeah, right. And uh, and I think Burger King was also from here. Oh, I don't know. But I mean, there's, there's a zillion great burger joints. It's very hard to go into a joint, however you want to characterize that, in Los Angeles, order a burger and leave dissatisfied. Yeah, and, and so now we're pretty much out of time, so I'm gonna have to tell the me getting kicked out of a playoff game story in the second episode. That is only for members, but we're not trying to do some tease, it just naturally happens, okay? Sorry, but tyt.com slash join to get the second episode, and that one you do have to be a member for. And another upside is we get to curse wildly, okay? Mm. Uh, but to end on the burger joints, I had one last point. Mm. I forgot that. Damn it. All right. We'll Burger do. King, LA. Can't help any other way. Yeah, how you can't Ruby go Tuesday wrong with it. Oh, no. The other thing that I wanted to say is that what I loved about LA, and we're losing almost all of them, there's only a couple left, is the old school, I'm going to put the thing that I'm making as a giant sign oh, on like, top of the restaurant. Like Randy's Donuts. Right. Randy's Donuts. Uh, there's still Johnny's pastrami that has some sort of like that's old school and has one of the big signs. There's a couple of them left, but that was so great old school LA. Like we, all, I almost want to buy the franchises with money I don't have and probably never will have just to revive them and and have it look the old way. Barney's Burgers in LA, they're, few, they're outstanding, top notch, and and the burgers at Mel's Drive-In, outstanding.